I want to go to Isaiah 55, 12, because I'm excited and enthusiastic about this year. And uh, in Isaiah 55, verse 12, it says, For you will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills, they'll break forth before you with shouts of victory before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush, the cypress will grow up. And instead of the nettle, the myrtle will come up. And it will be a memorial to the Lord for an everlasting sign which will not be cut off. Now these are assuring words through the prophet Isaiah to ancient Israel. And it is also pertinent for us. Because as God told Nehemiah in chapter uh, 8, verse 10, the famous verse, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Say it. The joy of the Lord is your strength. There's so much vying for our attention and vying for our mood to get us down and get us uh, uh, anxious, sorrowful, distracted. But we look at a verse like this, and God raises up this prophet to say that you will go forth with joy. And uh, one verse says, He brought forth his people with joy, his chosen with gladness, and there was not one feeble among their tribe. Now that was in the Old Testament, and the context was the departure from the the prison and slavery and bondage of Egypt uh, on the way through the wilderness toward the promised land. And God took care of his people. And those are types and shadows for the church we see that that God is our God. And even in a better state, because we have a new covenant inaugurated on better promises. How about Jesus? The King of kings and Lord of lords. The blood of bulls and goats covered sin in the Old Testament. The blood of Jesus eradicates the sin condition and makes us brand new creatures. If anyone's in Christ, you know this, he or she becomes a brand new creation. Uh, The old things pass away and new things come. And there's a difference between having your sins covered and having your sins taken away, right? Coverage is is like covering it with paint. But but when when your your sins are remitted, Jesus became sin for us so we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Though your sins are as scarlet, he makes you white as snow. And and he said, I, even I, am the one who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will remember your sins no more. This is quite significant because sin separates us from God, and it ultimately, the wages and results of it is death. I just heard one of these pop stars who just died um, uh, said, you know, that heaven is overrated. And then he, you know, that was in some of his uh, social media. It's like, no, it's not. Heaven and hell are very important. They're real destinations. So, man, thank God for the blood of Jesus. That's what I'm remembering when I take communion. Thank you, Jesus, for eradicating my sin condition and getting my feet on a level path and getting me out of darkness, right? And I like the idea because you'll go out with joy. I just talked to a couple of kids whose dad just passed. I just talked to a girl whose mom just passed. These things are real issues, and those losses uh, create pain. So when we read something like, we're going to go out with joy and be led forth with peace, it gives you hope 
that, you know, we're going to come out of these hard places and go back up into a new level, right? And these mountains and these hills will break forth into shouts of joy before you. Mountains are those obstacles that loom before us that seem to just govern our thinking. Hills are, thing, again, obstacles that are hard to surmount. And yet, with God, all things are possible. So I don't have a whole lot of time because I reminisced about the history of our church and we worship for a longer period of time and we receive communion. But can you listen fast? Because I've been around. We, we were at the Presbyterian Church for a couple of years and I picked up, they, they do 15-minute sermons. You believe I could actually, that would be a miracle for a spirit-filled pastor to preach for 15 minutes, but I can. And there are five things I want you to target for the new year and you could write them down in your notes. Strength, uh, number two, flexibility, number three, mobility. So strength, flexibility, mobility, the next two, durability, strength, flexibility, mobility, durability, last one, longevity. Strength, flexibility, mobility, durability, longevity. You ready? Say it with me. Strength flexibility, mobility, durability, and longevity. Now, the joy of the Lord is our strength. David said, the Lord is the strength of my life. Isaiah 40 said, they that wait upon the Lord will gain new strength. I love coming to literal church services because it's a form of waiting on the Lord. And there is a dividend in the presence of the Lord. My daughter, I didn't know she was going to exhort people to... um, get off their blessed assurance and get, and, 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 and get their you-know-what in the church seat. But uh, I'm, I'm glad she did because proximity matters. And uh, we are called to not forsake the assembling together, which is the habit of some. It's habit forming. And we are not to forsake assembling. And assembling involves connection. And connection is never going to be replaced by um, uh, virtual friends and virtual reality. I'm not interested in virtuality. I'm interested in reality. And I want to tell you, literally, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Literally, the Lord is the strength of our lives. Literally, when Paul told Timothy to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, uh, uh, that, that helps me. It's a grace. It's a provision. It's available to us. Strength is part and parcel of the new birth. Uh, he, he, out of weakness, we're made strong, right? Strong in the Lord, the power of his might. He, he strengthens us in circumstances that drain us. He strengthens us when we are at our wit's end and don't know what to do next. He gives us wisdom. He strengthens us with his word. He strengthens us with wisdom. Out of weakness, they were made strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. And it sounds like a paradox, but this is what God's called us to do, according to Romans 4, where even Abraham realized that God raises the dead and he calls into being that which does not exist. My wife and I prayed in here for hours yesterday, and we decreed things and paced around this building over and over and over again. I got on my bicycle and I rode out over to the around surrounding the annex building and spoke and decreed things over what I feel God's called us to do in these upcoming days. Why? Because mountains need to be removed. How do you remove mountains? Jesus taught it. Uh, Zerubbabel taught it in Zechariah. What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you'll become a plain. 
and the, he'll remove those mountains and these top stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. When Paul said, Timothy, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, when we receive communion, when we entered into worship, when we entered in with our offerings, and we're here collectively, and, and he inhabits the praises of his people, where two or more are gathered in his name, man, there is strength right now. There's strength in numbers. There's strength in a cord of three strands that's not quickly broken. You families that have bonded together, rallying around Jesus, endeavoring to make Jesus central in your life. More than just social issues, more than just running your household, more than just education, and more than just business and work, more than just the romance of it all. It's all that's important and all of it has its place, but it's all about this romance with the Jesus. It's all about loving God and putting him first, right? Yeah. As his, he, he is our priority. We get strengthened with that today. We get strengthened with that. You've got this preacher up here preaching, reminding you that you will go out with joy. You will be led forth with peace. And I, I think there are three, when I was on vacation, I wrote these things down, and it's so simple. I'm not going to apologize to you about the simplicity of it. These three things, listen, we're going into 2023 with love, with peace, and with faith. Love, because love is the greatest of all things. God is love. And in 1 Corinthians 16, 14, it says, let all that you do be done in love. We're called, if we're, we're at our best with the strength of God when we demonstrate it in love. Rejoice in the Lord always, Philippians 4, 4. And again, I say rejoice. Verse 5 says, let your gentle, forbearing, loving, kind-hearted, magnanimous spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. And be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what will happen? And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, goes beyond all knowledge. You'll, you'll have the peace of God that will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then he says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things, ponder these things, think on these things. Some people argue that Christians are in denial, we are fantasizing, we're in escapism. Uh, I am not in any of the above. I, I you know escapism? Am I in denial? Uh, I'm denying the devil the right to dominate my head. Uh, am I in escapism? Well, the name of the Lord is a high tower. The righteous run into it and they're safe, but I'm not shirking. I'm not running away in denial in a fantasy land. I'm in absolute realism, but I'm in optimistic realism because I know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I know that his promises come to pass. I know that his word is true. I know that he answers prayer. That's why he's, it's the cure for anxiety. I could go to God and pray about stuff, and it replaces the worry about it. Like what's God? What's going to happen with my kids? What's going to happen with the society? What's going to? What, we could get in that yabbit, 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 or we could say, God, I cast all my cares upon you because you care for me. And this produces spiritual strength. Out of weakness, they were made strong. Flexibility, flexibility. Uh, oh, I wanted to finish this. All the eight things he said in, in Philippians 4, 8, and then verse 9. He says uh, the, the things that you've learned, four things you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, 
Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, how many of you like to have the peace of God that passes understanding guard your heart and your mind? That's a good lingering thing, right? Where you go into a situation and you got peace about it. You got peace about it. How would you like to have the God of peace personally connect with you in a bond that cannot be broken in deep, rich fellowship and relationship? That is actually certifiably better than having the peace of God. The peace of God is an outcome of who he is. The God of peace is who he is. Right? And that's the best part of our Christian life is Jesus Christ. That's why heaven is going to be heaven, because Jesus is there. That's, that's why our walk with God, listen, it's draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. Oh, this is good, and I'm almost out of time, but I'm really doing good. And you don't know whether I am or not, because you don't know how fast I'll go with these next points. <laughs> flexibility. The opposite of flexibility is stiffness. God doesn't want us to be stiff-necked and uncircumcised of heart. He doesn't want us to be rigid. He, he wants us to be versatile, flexible, and adaptable, right? We're to be, come all things to all men. We're to know how to adapt and flow. Colossians 4 prays that we would have wisdom concerning outs, how we interact with outsiders. And God is opening up opportunities. He wants us to be strengthened. And then he wants us to carry this over into our relationships and our outlook. And I believe God will help you on the job setting where you'll be quick on your feet. You'll be sharp and fresh, more so than you've ever been in your entire life. He brought forth his chosen with gladness, and there was not one feeble among their tribe. Uh, Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart and de delight the Hebrew word is anag and it means to be pliable in his hands like putty it reminds me what it says the prophet said that he's the potter we're the clay yielding to him we don't tell him how we, uh, we particularly uh, we want this and that to be done we, we do speak his word we do stand on his promises but there's a huge percentage and giant the lion's share of our prayer is your will be done, Lord. Not my will, your will. I yield. Whatever you want to do with my life, you've strengthened me and you've made me flexible. I'm, I'm compliant. I'm yielded to you. What would you have me do, Lord? Say that. What would you have me do, Lord? That's flexibility. That's where we flow with him. Uh, mobility. That's the opposite of being sedentary. God actually wants us to move. You can't steer a parked car. He doesn't want us to just stay stagnant. He wants us to move. He says in Romans 8, 14, those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And, and oh, I love John 3, 8. John 3, 8 to me is a marker for us, for this church. I'll just say it for this church. I've been pastor in this church for a long time, and I, this is a model for me. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not where, know where it comes from, or where it is going, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Now, that doesn't advocate flightiness or mysticism. That doesn't advocate not, uh, uh, not being a planner. But what it is saying is, as we abide in him and connect with him and get strong in him and become flexible with him, we also become uh, 
people who move by the Spirit. We, our mobility and our guidance, he says, he would guide us with his eye upon us. And he orders our steps, right? The steps of a man are ordered by the Lord. And there, there's something that we can step into as we walk down this narrow path and yield to him. And we will see favorable outcomes. God will set up opportunities and he'll open up doors and we'll run into people we didn't expect to run into and we'll have substance to offer and, 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 and kindness to express. And if we listen to the Holy Spirit, he'll, have us, he'll prompt us in areas to do things. Aren't you excited about that idea for 2023? To get the dust off of it and get the, 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 the lethargy off of it? Say this with me. I'm strong in the Lord. I'm flexible in him. And in him I live and move and have my being. See, our mobility is of him. The wind blows where it wishes. I remember going, Patsy Caminetti, she was Patsy Bierman, and we were in Bible school in this 1978. Uh, we said, hey, you want to go out soul winning with us? We go out witnessing in North Tulsa uh, every Saturday. Would you like to come? She said, yeah, I'll go. So we became friends. We went out witnessing, and we would pray uh, there was a man named Jonathan Gainsborough, a Jewish believer. His dad worked for uh, Eisenhower in the White House, and he's an interesting guy. He had a rock band called Bare Feet uh, in, in the 60s, and uh, he went to Woodstock, and he, he became this committed believer. He was a really intelligent guy, and he would have us pray two hours for every hour we witnessed. And uh, we would go out so tuned up, so strengthened, so flexible, so mobile. Yeah, I remember we got up into North Tulsa, and uh, my wife and the two Patsies were, were there, and, and, and me, we were out there passing out tracks in the night, evening through the night, and I remember the Lord led us up a staircase at an apartment complex we had never been at before, had me walk down, I said, come on, you guys, and I walked down, and I knocked on this door, they opened up the door, said, come on in, and I, we walked in, and then I, all three of us, and Patsy and Patsy were looking at me with saucer eyes, you know, and, and uh, there was a a formica metal a rim, uh, one of those uh, uh, dinette kind of tables with um, vinyl seats, you know, with the sparkly uh, kind of shiny vinyl with uh, uh, chrome legs. And uh, they were sitting there, and there was a toaster, there was a salt and pepper shaker, and there were people sitting there. And there was another chair. I, I, sat, I pulled up, and I sat there, and they were discussing the things of God and trying to figure out this whole God thing. And so it just, I just sat there for a while, it opened up, and I talked about it, and they listened, and we talked for a while, and then about 20 minutes in, they said, who are you? <clears throat> and God had set that up. God had set that up. And we walked away, and I thought, those who are of the Spirit are like the wind. And you know, you don't want to walk into a stranger's house and do stuff in the flesh, and I, I'm telling you, I, I, I would be wrong to exaggerate and say that happens over and over again. It has happened a lot in my life over the last decades of serving God. But just in case God may want to do some stuff like that, just in case, say, you're a, a music teacher and there's a student you haven't thought of for a few years, God may prompt you to contact them or say something to them or write them a note or send them a text or pray for them, just even lifting them up in prayer, Right? I'm telling you, God will often do this. The wind blows where it wishes, and you don't know where it's coming from and where it's going. I like the capricious 
arbitrary nature of some of these things. I like the order and how organized God is. He's impeccable in his planning. But he's also spontaneous in his style, right? It's awesome. Um, Durability. Durability. That's the opposite of being worn out and burned out. There was not one feeble among their tribe, and one of the famous things about the Old Testament saints is even their shoes didn't wear out. I like that. I like that, that they, God sustained them through it all. And there are people in here, you've been worn, well-worn at this point in your life. But man, I pray refreshing on you. I pray fresh thinking on you. I pray that you get strengthened with might and power by his spirit in the inner man. I pray even your, your emotions and your thought processes, he can sanctify you entirely. Your whole spirit and soul and body will be preserved blameless till the day of Jesus, right? I'm holistic about this. Strong in the Lord, but God doesn't want your body broken down. Strong in the Lord, but he doesn't want you nervous and chronically worried in your thought life. I believe he wants to alight upon us and strengthen us spiritually. I believe he wants to, uh, John 3, 2, that we'll prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers, right? The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul, right? I believe we're getting our minds renewed, right? And I'm preaching fast because I also have longevity. God doesn't want you burned out or worn out, and God doesn't want you abbreviated. With long life, he satisfies you and shows you his salvation. I asked Lisa Gaines Bross how old her sweet mom was when she died. Charlotte died just a few, a uh, couple weeks ago. 96. Come on, man, that's a legal age right there. My dad was only 76. That was illegal age. He was too young. I miss him. I wish I had him for that extra 20. It was so special. And I, I pray, look, look, man. Don't look at me with that tone of voice. With long life, he satisfies you and shows you his salvation. I am believing God not only for uh, quality of life, but quantity of life. With long life, say this, with long life, he satisfies me and shows me his salvation, right? And I take issue. The devil tries to pick people off young. I don't like that. I'm believing God for people to live out their days. Now, to die is gain, so they're, all, they're happy. They don't even want to come back. And so they have victory. But while we're on this earth, you know, it's important. When Pastor Jack Hayford died uh, January 9th uh, and went to heaven at 88 years old, the world lost something. That guy was an advocate during the Jesus movement. He had an above-average uh, a vocabulary. He, as a Pentecostal, he preached with a conversational style so he could be understood. He was elegant with a variety of types of people, even the people hostile to his spirit-filled life. He was respectful and loving toward them. He modeled amazing behavior toward people that didn't agree with him, and he was an elegant ambassador for Christ, and I miss him, and I would love to have had him another 12 years to be 100 but he's present with the Lord, and he's good, and there's a torch that's been passed. Everybody say strength, flexibility, mobility, durability, longevity. Let's all stand up on our feet. George Washington said, I hope I shall always possess firmness and virtue enough to maintain what I consider the most 
enviable of all titles, the character of an honest man. I hope I shall always possess firmness and virtue enough to maintain what I consider the most enviable of all titles, the character of an honest man. God, may God strengthen us in our fiber of our beings. Lay hands on your ribs. May God strengthen you. If you're not a Christian, may he strengthen your resolve to repent right now and ask Jesus to come into your heart. If you've been away from the Lord, become flexible and yield to him. Not be stiff, but become pliable and say, Lord, I'm open to you. I, I need to have, make a comeback, and I trust you to help me to do so. If you've been stuck in a moment, I pray mobility and flexibility will come to you where you're able to get up and flow with the wind of the Holy Spirit into some amazing exploits and divine projects. I pray God fortifies you. Take your hands off yourself, put them back on there. I pray supernatural strengthening uh, down into people's immune systems, their bones, their every, all their nerves, their musculature, uh, the women with the, all their female aspects, men, uh, all their deal. I pray you bring fortification and healing from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Say this with me. With long life, he satisfies me and shows me his salvation. I've tasted and I see that the Lord is good. Amen. Say this with me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Look at somebody next to you with gladness and say, I'm happy you sat by me in church today. God bless you guys. I did pretty good. 9-10. Have a great day. I'm glad you came to church. God bless you. Have a happy, sunny week.